comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The world we know is gone. No internet, no GPS, no text messages, no podcasts. In a world ruled by the dead, we are finally forced to start living. Snuck out to the greenhouse, put a bullet in his brain. Snakes in the grass beneath our feet, rain in the clouds above. Some moments last forever, but some flare out with love, love. Listening to Fear, the Walking Dead TV podcast for season four, episode eight of Fear the Walking Dead, entitled No One's Gone. I'm your host, Craig DeMonda. Join with me this evening, Mr. Richard Chubtoad Sheldon. I would have never guessed in a million years that on a Sunday night I would be more excited for an episode of Fear the Walking Dead than Westworld. Who would have thunk, right? I know it. It was good. I mean, you kept you on the edge of your seat. Well, we'll talk about it in a minute. Mr. Russell Latham. Hello. Hello. How are you, sir? I'm good. You're good. good. I have nothing clever to say this week. No problem. I won't put you on the spot. I promise I won't put you on the spot. Mr. Daryl Taylor. What's a Westworld? (laughs) Daryl, I got something for you. Hang on. Hang on. You listening, Daryl? Is your earphones turned up? I'm listening. I'm listening. Listen. I got a little treat for you. You ready? All right. All right. We can all... We can all live together. <laughs> together! I cry every time I hear that. I cry. <laughs> and he has that look on his face, you know. That was, uh. Like we can all. He's just got that little catch in the voice. We can all. Is it really together. that funny, or are we just that easily entertained? I don't know. Uh, yes. Little column A, little column B. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The answer is, is yes. We just don't even care. That's because <laughs> we're doing it together. Together. Because we're, ch- we're children. That's and Mr. G- Mr. Jim Dietz is with us, of course. Hey, we're, and we're welcoming our new sponsor this week, Kimchi Cup of Noodles. Uh-huh. Yes, an MSG smorgasbord. Uh, yes, for your, for your pleasure. Where did you get these? <laughs> <laughs> what, what does Trent say? Does this MSG uh, tre- treasure trove or something? What did he say? Something like yeah. that. Yeah. 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 That's pretty funny. So, guys, we uh, made it through together. We got through eight episodes of Fear the Walking uh, Dead. That was really, I mean, if you look back, it was a really good run. Well-connected. Uh, we liked most of them. I mean, out of, out of the I eight, I think. I was not disappointed. No disappointment here. And I think I kind of knew my prediction was coming true, though, about You Madison. were right. But I knew you it that right. first few minutes when they just zoomed in on her face. Well, you know what I mean. For the moment, okay. for the moment, you are right, and you are probably right. But the fact that we didn't actually see her die, or a body, or a Madison Walker, means that at any time she could end up coming back. I think she she's done because Daniel Daniel came back from a fiery blaze too. You're right. Yeah. There, yeah. What if there's some? What if there's a magic Glenn dumpster in there? Yeah, you, know, you never know. It could be a Glenn dumpster. dumpster. You're right. It could be something like that. But I mean, when they zoomed in on her face, I'm like, oh, she's she. she no, you can no, no. you can insert the emperor saying you were right. 
and just leave it alone. She's <laughs> never coming back to the show again. I, I don't ever see her coming back. Yeah. I don't. And I also want to say one more thing that I, I noticed that I think she even admitted to a little bit. She was told this earlier on this year by the new producers saying, hey, listen, Kim, we love you, but you're gone. And her acting was just like... You could see it was laborious, laborious for her. Like, she just didn't want to get... She, she, I don't know. She wasn't herself this season. And you could tell, and she didn't want to leave, and, well, they, they fired her. It's pretty much what happened. I mean, that's it. She's done. Oh, uh, I, I mean, like her. I mean, I, I do. I'm surprised they fired her. I'm surprised. Yeah, so is that, I so like weird? I mean, Kim, I, the actress, I love her. I mean... Me I too, me too. In I, my I, heart I, with Deadwood forever, you know? Exactly. But, and Stubbs. the fact that she announced a Deadwood movie filming in the fall on The Talking Dead has me super excited. But I was growing quite tired, tired of Madison, the character. Yeah, Just, yeah. Um, now, I think that I personal preference i would have rather they had pivoted and just taken her character a different direction instead of killing her off but the fact that they killed her off i'm i'm good with spoiler alert so i she, she had a good death go ahead russell sorry yeah no 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 so craig where, where did you hear that all that the behind the scenes business? Uh, i read it in an article um so today i think uh-huh. it was entertainment weekly or one of the other ones where they they told her early on are they meaning the new showrunners chambliss Wow. At, at all, all right, Chambliss and Party um, sure. told her early on, so look, you know, we're going to do this with your character and, you know, we're going to work it in a way it's going to be really powerful. But she knew very early on the season that she was going to be killed off. She couldn't talk about it, obviously, but she obviously right, she was not right. pleased about it because um, this really was her show. Right. I mean, it's like, wait a second. It just... was her vehicle, man. Huh. She, she's a major TV actress. I mean, she's been in so many things. Right. And now they're Are... hi- you're hiring all these new people. You're transferring this one guy yeah. from the other show. You go, it's like the, and really, I said it, they recast this whole show pretty much is what they did. Yeah. The it makes me wonder about Alicia and Strand in the second half of this season. Are they going to be gone? You know, I hope not because I really think Alicia's a character that can't can actually grow. Well, they've been and, putting it on and, her. And, been, and yeah, Strand she's been stepping is up. way too good of a character. Yeah, yeah he's too. He's focus good. on her, and I, I don't think they're going to leave lose Strand either. I think Alicia, they let, they like her too. Yeah, and yeah. that's why she's back. So they got I, some I potential with her. I think this is yeah. where they want it. I think this is how they kind of want the the cast to be. Yep, yep. And I, I wonder if if Frank Delane didn't ask to leave. Um. Would he still still be around or not? Like he I, at, he asked though in the middle of filming the second half of season true. three. You're right. They did say so, that he asked earlier mm-hmm. with the old showrunner. You're right. That is yeah. true. That is true. So I don't know. Maybe maybe yeah. Chambliss knew that going in. You're yeah, right. I think he wanted out. Like I, I think he wanted out. It didn't know. Well, apparently his band is really doing well in Europe, and he's you know his main home is in Europe and all that. Mm-hmm. So I get it. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you kind of. I think you can kind of tell in the show. Was it getting the response? Like, if it was really, like, if it was critically acclaimed and it was successful that way, I, I think he would stay. He would have stayed. I don't the think. Show yeah, for a little I don't think longer. he would have asked. To but that but because case. of the all the changes that were happening, I guess he said, "You know what? It's a good time to jump off." Right. With everything that's happening right now. Well, let's, uh, any first thoughts on this episode? I mean, what do you guys think for a season, a mid-season finale, if you will? Uh, that's how you do a mid-season finale, Walking Dead. Not this crap we've had the last couple of regular Walking Dead seasons. That's how you do it. 
suspenseful on the edge of my seat, you know, enjoyed every minute of it. An interesting use of, I mean, they're really making the most of like the flashbacks, flash forwards, as opposed to the parent show, which kind of did them clumsy mm-hmm. or clumsily, I should say. Yep. Um, the, I mean, especially with the one with, um, with Alan and, uh, um, uh, the one like the far flashback with Madison, uh, with Madison and Alan yep. in this episode, I think they've been really kind of masterful with the way they've been weaving those in and out. It hasn't been confusing at all. Uh, it's worked really well in their favor, I think. So uh, kudos to them on that. I mean, we've seen them kind of flub it in the main show and they've really like nailed it in this one. Like this one was a little confusing, but they, I think they wanted it to be that way. They wanted you to think that Madison was kind of okay and Althea met her just like a week ago or so. But in reality, right. that encounter happened a long time ago. It happened when she was looking for Nick and them after the dam explosion. Right. Or, yeah, I guess so. Was it the dam or some other place they were at? Like she even she she was kind of vague about that. She's like, Yeah, we went from one place to another to another, so it's like they were separated. And yeah. then she said outside El Paso. Outside so, El Paso, yeah. right. Which yeah. is the border, I guess you're right. And then they did that little thing with the three clicks on the walkie talkie. They had that little thing with the motel. So that was mm-hmm. they had some kind of plan where they can they can regroup with each other, but um right. yeah. You know, I don't know if that was right I, after the dam or not, but who knows? Either way, it was it was after the dam and before the stadium, so it doesn't matter exactly, you know, when it, it was, was. But yeah, it was such a it was a bittersweet moment. I mean, her character never. I guess it, her character died in a way that it was so symbolic because she's always messed up when it comes to her kids. Like being protective of her children brought out the worst in her, which is yeah. sad, right? Like by turning on the lights at the resort, right? Like, that's the yeah, kind of stuff she'd be doing. Yeah, it brought out the worst yeah. in her. It, right. it, like, she would manipulate people to do terrible things. She would kill people because they were in her way. But it was all to, ki- to keep her kids together. Um, together. <laughs> together. I just, Drink. I would have liked to see her just blow her brains out, though, instead of that vague, ambiguous, did she die by fire, did she die by the... I really felt something when they did that ending. That the way that she went out, like that was a per- I thought that was kind you of the perfect okay. way. Not for just her seeing- character. Okay, all right. She finally, like, she didn't want to live. Like, I, I don't think if it wasn't for her kids, I don't think she still would have survived. I think she would have drank herself to death, or or maybe took a bullet. Her kids were her motivation to make it through the apocalypse. They yeah. were it, and. So to see her die for her, I guess that was the the most you can ask, right? Is to yeah. is, is that your last you know thing on earth is you protected your kids, you know, you saved your kids, right? right you saved them. It's a good, yeah. That's I mean, a good but death what, if you have to choose between death by bites, death by fire, or blowing your brains out, I, I don't know. I'm sorry, I would choose the latter, but that's just me. Um, I don't think there's any good way to go, but I mean, I really thought she was after she signed off on the walkie-talkie, she was going to put the gun to her temple. Right. That's what I was waiting for. I was waiting for that. Right. That's what. And the fact that they didn't show that is why I'm not saying that she's not dead. Right. um, But I'm just saying is they have left an opening in case they ever want to revisit that character. Well, because if Daniel didn't come back from a fiery blaze, then you wouldn't be thinking that, right? You think, okay, she's dead. She's definitely dead. Alicia said she's dead. The actress said she's dead. But because we've seen a main character already, quote-unquote, die in a fiery blaze, then come back to life, right, a.k.a. Daniel. Well, um, remember, his death was so abrupt. Yeah. If he had died in that fire, it would have been so incomplete. Like, it was, it was just so not an ending, right? But her death, it feels like an ending. 
Okay. Yeah. All right. So you felt a little something different than I did, I guess, watching it. Okay. Well, and remember too, this is this is their story of her death, not yeah. her actual death. Right. Mm. Right. That's true. Yeah, that that is like, true. We're not seeing what actually yeah. happened to her. We're seeing we what she told Al was how she died. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, and here's the other thing too is I feel if she did die in there. Unless she blew her brains out, I feel cheapened by what they gave us when they arrived back at the stadium because that would have been a perfect opportunity to have a burnt-up Madison Walker. So I, I, I honestly think that they did it so ambiguously because they want to have that door open to bring her back if need be. Maybe. Hmm. Maybe. I, don't, I don't think they're planning to. I just think it's their caveat, their... their I think they wanted it to be an emotional, nice ending. I don't think they wanted to have the body thing and the or the walker the dead burned, burned up, chopped up I think Madison. Wanted, yeah, right. I think they wanted to give her. And now that we know why, like I didn't know she was she was fired, but I, I can understand now. They probably wanted to give her just a nice, like it was such a heroic ending, right? To to show a body afterwards would just kind of cheapen it. A little bit. It's but just for nice. this show, it's like hold, a, hold on. But for this show, I mean, really, I mean, you kind of almost it's expect kinda it, though, nice right? To just go out like that. It's I know, kinda, I know. I like my gratuitous, though. I like my gratuitous. That little slow right. motion, like the the whole thing of you know, as they tell that stuff. I really, you know, like as they tell the story of her running, the music ramps you know, up, leading them yeah. back, and and the whole thing of of how they think she, you know, she died in that. You know, back in the stadium, it was like those walls. Every they always mentioned every episode they talked about the walls, the walls, right? <laughs> um, yeah. So the walls couldn't keep the danger out, and the walls instead kept the danger in, in to right. protect them. So it was like this was a very symbolic uh, season of Fear of the Walking Dead, but yeah. it wasn't a bad one though. Like it, it wasn't something where you rolled your eyes when they. No, it was great. I just think it just worked. It just worked really well. How even coincident, even all the little little you know TV coincidences that were going on throughout the season, you didn't mind. Like the way they were done was so well done that when you you know even when they had that connection uh, in this finale, you you still kind of enjoyed it and you felt it. Like it just worked. I just hope. John I just Lynch. hope that with her being the lead of the show for three seasons, that they aren't blaming the ratings performance on her as a lead because she did more with that writing they gave her than any of the other actors on there with maybe no. the exception of strand. Just, her resume is too big. Yeah. I see it more. as just a shake up. I mean, they knew they had yeah. to shake things up. They knew they had to yeah, change yeah. it up in a major way right. to get people back on board with the show. And I just see that as part of that, not like a uh, you know personal thing at all. Well, and their payroll probably just jumped fairly dramatically. I mean, <laughs> we look at the whole show. I mean, they brought you look, yeah, yeah, I mean, Dilla Hunt and Elfman. Yeah, they didn't get you know Z level actors. They've they've got <laughs> exactly you know they got actors and actresses that Lenny have been James. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so stuff you know, again, seen. she's in a position. I don't know how long her contract was or when she was up for renewal, but my guess was, you know, it's like okay, let's avoid, you know, having to to you know, who knows who knows what the situation is. I, I think it's a combination of trying things. to avoid a Laura Cohan situation. Yeah, maybe, but I, I think it's just a lot of things together. I think the change in direction in the show, I, I you know, I think I think you know probably not wanting to pay her more and then have to get in the whole thing with 
mm-hmm. you know, how much she's getting paid versus the others are getting paid and everything else. I'll tell you what this means, though. You know, if Toby ever does return, no one's going to know who he is. Nah. Right? I mean, we're always waiting for nah. that, that return of Toby. and Alicia didn't know who he was. No, really? What are they, they're classmates or something, you think? I mean, because Madison was his guidance counselor, right? So, right. I mean. So he, they probably went to the same high school. All right. So, all right, so maybe Alicia knows uh, him, pretend. right? Maybe. Yeah. yeah she all right. might be like, I remember something about this kid. He's like nerdy he guy. He went to the same high school, <laughs> didn't we? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. your mom was my guidance counselor. <laughs> <laughs> what if he comes back all tough and buffed? That's what I'm waiting what for. If, I'm waiting for him to come he, back. What if he gets all buffed out and stuff and comes back? He's like. Come with me if you want to live. Snake Plissken like style. He's all gonna dude. Do yeah. Yeah, he's like teaching them how to live on this land and stuff. <laughs> Your mom went a lot to me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we have plenty of script ideas, guys. Come to us if you want them. Anyway. We can do it. We got it. We, we got, got it. This. this episode, No One's Gone, directed by Michael E. Satrazemus, written by Ian B. Goldberg and Andrew Chambliss. <sighs> Recap courtesy of AMC. Thank you very much. And funny enough, AMC always puts up the recap for fear instantly. And when it comes to The Walking Dead, they don't put it up for like three or four days. I don't know if that's because of the the British playback or whatever. They don't want it to be on the web. I don't know what it is, but... I don't know. Thank you. It makes it very easy from recap perspective. Thank you. I don't have to go on... uh, You know, getting other people's recaps. So it makes it very easy, but... uh, Maybe they learn their lesson. Maybe they'll do it for the next... All the shows, both shows. Maybe you know, when, it, when it comes back, yeah, it's 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 it makes it very convenient for us. But anyway, <clears throat> in a flashback, an armed Madison sneaks up on a stranger in the woods and demands keys to the person's vehicle. And this is actually really well shot because I don't even know who this person mm-hmm. was. You don't know when it was. I mean, the color right. was, was kind of up, so you thought it was a flashback, but it was nighttime, so I wasn't even really sure of that. Because um, it could have been after the stadium fell, Madison's on her own. You really don't know where you are. You when just you don't are. know. You just know right. she's in a desperate situation. Yeah, and she's she's pretty badass. She kind of gets around her traps, you know, her little thing, her, her noisemakers and whatever. Um, the stranger drops the keys on the ground, and we've seen Al do this before. It's the wrong set of keys, uh-huh. right? Okay, we didn't know that either. Right. Uh, Madison trips on a wire though as she goes for the keys, and as she trips, she shoots her cup of noodles, her ramen. MSG delight there. Um, shot her dinner. Shot her dinner. Person turns around and it's Althea, and she does have a little bit of a different haircut or a little different yeah. presentation going on. So yeah. I guess that's another clue that this is the past, or at least somewhat the distant past. In the present, infected surround the SWAT van in the stadium. Naomi tells Alan Morgan that the infirmary holds all the supplies she needs to help John. And John's not doing well right now. He's he's bleeding now. He's got the pretty bad gunshot wound to the gut. Um, Al instructs Charlie to videotape everything as she drives. Again, that's priorities, I guess, right? All right. In a flashback, Madison tells Al that the keys to the SWAT van did not work. Again, that's a little callback to what Al did with the, I guess the Marauders, we'll call them, from first, second episode of the season, I suppose. Uh, she searches for the real keys while hiding Al captive. She finds Al's interview tapes, and then Al somehow reacts. Like she goes, oh, no. And Madison sees that, and she grabs the, t- the tapes, and um, uh, Al escapes her bonds and fights Madison, but then Al hits her head and blacks out. When she comes to, Madison had taken the tapes and the camera. So she realized there was, there was some source of value there in those tapes. Maybe well, she thought she could find her kids, right? Yeah. Supposedly, on The Talking Dead, they talked about this. Supposedly, mm. one of those tapes yeah. was marked Abraham. 
and that it's an Easter egg that there's a possibility that 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 she interviewed Abraham back when him and Eugene and Rosita were on the road together. I'm so glad you brought that up because one of our Facebook uh, listeners, viewers, uh, group members, I should say, also brought that up. And that is awesome because I'm sorry. The first thing I thought when I heard that the show was being shot in Texas or moved to Texas or whatever, it's like, dude, Abraham, <laughs> Eugene, Rosita, they all came from Texas. It's such a great way to do some kind of flashback or something. So I'm glad they're finally, they may actually go back and utilizing that. And what do you guys think? Is that just cheap or... Do you think it's good? I, I'm I'm happy with that if that happens. I didn't mind. I really didn't mind. Yeah, I, I didn't have any problem with it. Uh-huh. I'm with you. They were all in love with zombies. They were doing it in Texas. Saying. <laughs> <laughs> so Madison drives off in a truck, not the SWAT truck, but her own pickup truck, uh, and uh, with Al's tapes and camera. Now in the present. Al drives as close as possible to the tunnel entrance and leads that leads to the infirmary. So she's driven into the stadium as of the last episode, and they're surrounded by these charred, totally charred up walkers. Pretty, pretty cool, actually. Um, the only way to really clear a path, they decide, is to use Al's special guns that she has in her her little turret there. So she mows down a little a, a clearing. Uh, where Morgan and Naomi then go and jump out of the truck and reach the tunnel so they can get inside and get to the infirmary, infirmary where all the medical supplies are to try to save John. But as just as they enter the structure, an explosion goes off, and no one. And again, they shot this really well. I didn't know where that bomb came from. Like, was it booby trapped or? Yeah, I, yeah, that really was a surprise. And the you just that. see this badass face on Alicia like yeah she looks like the yeah. freaking female terminator okay and you, they, they zoom in on her wherever she was obviously she launched a grenade or whatever an rpg or something she and, had those dead eyes now oh man those dead it's oh, like yeah, it's yeah. i still don't get i mean uh, we'll talk about it later i guess because i don't know i mean she, she i guess she's mad at naomi but that mad like uh, anyway, I mean, <laughs> I think it's more of the. I mean, now that we know what happened to her mom, I think it's more of she felt like she, she feels like she failed her mom, and oh, this is her okay. way of getting through it is to get revenge on her because she really right. thinks that she just sabotaged. You know, she thinks that she was down with the sabotage. So let me well, ask you a question. Her oh, pers- ahead, from you her perspective, yeah, from her perspective, you know, at that little meetup where she sh- shot. Uh, um, John Dory, right? You know, I think it is that she thought her mom and Naomi died in the stadium, mm. and then the fact that she finds out that not only did Naomi escape, but she's now with the vultures. She has now laid Madison's death at the feet of Naomi, Fair June, enough. Laura, whatever her name is. Right, right. Um, and it only uh, until Morgan talked sense into her, it never mm-hmm. dawned on her that it wasn't Naomi's fault; that she was just right. projecting the fault onto her. Oh, and add that the girl that shot and killed her brother is sitting in there with them too. Yeah, so just, right. In your mind and grief, your grief-stricken brain, you're just thinking, "Oh, they all were in on this thing." Man, where, where's and, Carol when you need her? <laughs> I got to kill, and I got to kill everybody. So I guess that leads me to the question: If if Alicia saw any of the other coward people that left the stadium, would she have the same feeling towards them, or is it just because they only was with with the group? I think she would hold things against them, but they didn't go and join the vultures. She'd be mad. All right, okay, I got you. I got you. Mad though. Okay, she'd be mad. I got you. In in a flashback, Madison watches 
Al's videos in the truck. So she kind of got to a safe place and started playing the videos back in the camera to watch them to see if maybe if there's a clue to where her kids are. But none of them really had anything to do with uh, Nick and Alicia. Um, and they seem, I don't think there's any Easter eggs in any of those videos. They seem just pretty normal. Although maybe we may get back to some of that. Who knows? But I was looking, and, and I know, Jim, you noticed this before. There was a thing that said the bog. I didn't see those bog tapes in that group so maybe the bog happened after she encountered madison like during maybe. yeah so it's just there's a lot that you can do with this little tape thing this tape storyline because it was a lot I less know. there too i mean yeah yeah so she's been acquiring a lot of stories over the over the months yeah but she has several boxes of tape and we only saw madison grab one well, she has several boxes now but see i guess maybe at that point and this is, again, over a year ago because they, they were in the stadium for about a year. That's true. That's true. Yeah, you're right. So maybe the box grew. And, you know, like I said, that bog thing may have happened. But we did see the Easter egg of of the possibility of Eugene and and, uh, and, Mr., yeah, Mr., and Mr. Ginger. And what happened with Madison may be why she got so close to losing her tapes is why she started hiding them in that compartment. True. He's locking them up. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. A lot of threads. A lot of threads. Yep. So Al finally tracked her down, and actually, this was this was a pretty cool shot too. She's watching the tapes inside the dark car, and then you suddenly see this Walker just stick his face right on the window. I'm like, oh, this is actually, hey. I like this. Like, yeah. You know, like wow. wow, it's like finally they're 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 actually menacing again. Like I thought, wow, they, you know, he felt kind of threatened for a minute. She just rolled down the window and took him out with with a knife. Didn't even bother it. But then suddenly, Al shows up holding a gun to her head and demands. Not only for her tapes back, but also to hear Madison's story, as we know Al wants, desperately. In the present, Alicia's group exchanges gunfire with Al. Again, it seems like a real big overreaction. I mean, a few episodes ago, they were all kind of in the same boat. Now they're firing at each other and firing rockets. I mean, I, I just don't get it. I don't understand the anger. I guess you guys explained it, but I just think it's a little bit of an overreaction on, on Alicia's part. But anyway. I, yeah, I agree. I mean, just a little too much, I think. But it's a little bit. But that was the fact that she has that moment with Morgan. That's where I mean, so much. You could just—I mean, she didn't say these things, but you could just see it in her face, in her eyes, that she was like, you know, I've been acting stupid. I've been placing blame where I could, anywhere, but you know, because somebody has to be responsible. You know, the person responsible is Mel's brother mm-hmm. and, and and his followers. Yeah. True. So, That's true. So I just think I mean, you know, we've seen Morgan do these talk people down peacefully calm <laughs> conversations before, <laughs> but not like this. Like th- this was very very well done. I mean, I was choking up a little bit during. I mean, Lenny James really delivered well in that scene. Yeah. He's good. So Naomi and Morgan fight infected in the tunnels. Again, this is also very well shot. It was tight quarters. Reminded me kind of the prison a little bit where you know those dark tunnels. You don't know what's coming at you from every angle. And um, they fight fairly well. I mean, they're they're pretty good warriors. Uh, they took them out to really make their way to the infirmary to get the supplies they need. Um, even Morgan does this like he corrals two of them is like he fights them to the wall because it's different stuff i mean you don't usually see that like where you wrestle wrestling the zombies but that was pretty neat how he did that it worked he got past them um strand suggests that they head towards the infirmary alicia 
hatches a different plan. So Strand's out there saying, hey, we can get to the infirmary where they're going by going to the you know the inside way or whatever, the tunnel's on the inside. Alicia says, no, I got a different plan. So again, she's thinking a little differently. John then passes out in the SWAT man. Via the walkie-talkie, Naomi, Naomi instructs Al to apply pressure to the wound. So Al says, hey, he's not doing so well. Where are you guys? And she says, yeah, just keep, keep putting pressure on the wound. He'll be all right. John videotapes a farewell message for Naomi in case he dies that Charlie was shooting. God dang it. You okay over there? <laughs> I got drag races over here. You got what the <laughs> hell is going on? It's a residential <laughs> neighborhood. Doing some doing. <laughs> That's right. God damn it, I'm podcasting here, people. <laughs> what, kind of, what kind of cars were they? I don't even know. It was so fast, by. you couldn't even see it. It was Tokyo Drift in, in, in Queens, huh? Is that what, is what's happening? Where's my shotgun? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Naomi gathers supplies in the infirmary. Morgan informs Al that they procured the supplies. So they says, "Okay, hey, we got them. They're on the way out." Alicia then launches an RPG at the SWAT van, causing. And again, this is interesting. It kind of glosses over this, but Al gets back at her on the walkie-talkie. And says, "What are you doing? Like this van is. <laughs> what did she say? I could. It's as good it's as a reinforced." Yeah, like in a bank vault. It's like a yeah. t- tank inside of a bank vault or something like that is what she said. And just as she says that, the door falls off. Like that was, yeah. And then she said something funny in a response. She said, uh, what did she say? Um, I said something really funny uh, in a response. I can't remember. Well, something with the layers thing again, right? I have lots of layers again or something like that. Yeah, didn't didn't she bring like that up that, again, but right? Not, but it was a funny little, it was a quirky little funny yeah. little thing to say, though. It was pretty it good. It really worked. So she strides up to Al with her gun. Shri uh, she meaning uh, Alicia at this point. Back to the flashback, Madison sits with Al for her interview and explains that she made a promise to her children that she wasn't able to keep. And, and again, Madison's very reluctant to give this interview. She's still yeah. very she's very angry. You can see at this point, and she still doesn't really. She didn't. She lost her kids again, you know, and she's trying to give them a place in the world that is safe. Yeah, it fits though. I mean, with all that happened last season, where it she does. really thought that this was the this was going to be the place. Like she would never, she would not let it go that this was not going to be their home forever. Right? She even referenced then, that she goes from L.A. Yeah. to Mexico to the border. It's like all the places they've been, nothing's ever worked mm-hmm. out. Nothing's ever been safe enough for her for the kids. Because and- she she gripped it so tight that it was like she just made it just disappear in her hands. Right, the way she acted. And she realized that, and I guess through this conversation yeah. with with Al was was pretty impactful because it made her it's change very her perspective. Cathartic. I mean, it, it, like for somebody who's leaving the show, it really it really was a cathartic interview about her character as a whole, right? I mean, the way yeah. that it it kind of made her have to break down and realize, you know, what her whole deal was. You know, like I, you know, trying to keep their kids from from turning into the monsters that, you know, she became and, mm-hmm. and the people around her. But she couldn't, you know, like, she she just has to trust them. You know, so to eventually be able to do it, to not go that route. Yeah. You're right. In the present, Alicia takes Charlie hostage and orders Al to tell Naomi that it's safe to come out of the tunnel. So she's, like, saying, yeah, tell him it's safe. Tell him to come on with the walkie-talkie. It's actually pretty cool. Right. But then Charlie slides the thing over... To, to John or something like that, and mm-hmm. he was able to click on the walkie-talkie. I love how they work together. Or re- like for just a short amount of time, <laughs> they're already a team. They're, they're already yeah. They're already. There was dialogue where where Al said, "I'm with them." 
And it was a it was a nice moment when she told Alicia, you know, when she, oh you you know you picked a side, and she said, yes. damn right I did." Right, she I'm even said them. exactly right. That was a good scene, and actually. It, yeah, yeah, that was a good scene, and it really fit how how they just came together. Like they really do work in unison. Like I can't wait to see what they do, what threats they have to face together. You know, when when it comes back. Like, Al's a pretty together. complex character already. Like, I mean, yeah. just in eight episodes, you, we already know. We, we don't really know that much about her, but we know. We don't we, know. We don't know any. We, we we know so little about this character. But, she, but she's yet, special. There's she's something such weird. intriguing. She's intriguing, right. Yeah, it's like. She's very intriguing. When she's like, I got freaking layers. She's like, right. Right. Yeah. I do want to know. I want to know what happened. I want to know what what she saw. What what made what shaped her to be the way she is? Like you still want to know, and she still has that um, that kind of light in her that makes her that she does do the right thing for the most part, right? There there is that kind of good goodness in her um, that's not gone yet, even though she's seen so much. You know, you could tell she's seen so many terrible things around the world. I think she sees it through the lens of her camera, though. Like she can she can read yeah. somebody's soul through that yeah. camera lens and that tells her if they're good or bad like she mm-hmm. you know she got really pissed i was rewatching the last episode before this one that she got lied to by 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 uh, yeah. alicia and by yeah. strand because they kind of they kind of played her a little bit saying oh yeah drive over here and we'll tell you the rest and and they actually had more guns and that was you know she goes wait a second you just you told me the story but you kind of served it up on a plate of bs and right. you know right. she didn't like and that. i think she would have drove them there anyway if they told her yeah. the truth. i yeah. think they would have she would have i think she totally would have so it's an interesting interesting character i think they, they can do some good things with her strand and luciana aim their guns at the tunnel exit Al picks up the walkie and tells Morgan and Naomi that it's safe to come out. Um, she distracts Alicia while John quietly presses the transmission button, like I just said, on the walkie, allowing Naomi and Morgan to overhear Alicia and realize that they're walking into a trap, so they kind of stop walking towards the, the exit of, the, of the, the, uh, the, the tunnel. Strand informs Alicia that Naomi has not emerged from the tunnel. Alicia sees the walkie next to John and realizes what just happened. And then Al then attacks Alicia. Because she's distracted for half a minute. In a flashback, Madison tells Al uh, that she promised her children that she would find a place where they wouldn't have to do what she did to Al in the woods. So she's actually she feels shame about having to hold yeah. this, this this innocent woman hostage, try to stealing her car, stealing her supplies, stealing her camera. She 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 feels total shame in that. Oh, for sure. Yeah, like, yeah. She's not. She's not proud at all. She's not proud of what she just had to do there. But she's doing it for her kids, right? Like I said, like that's the thing with this character. It is kind of time for her to go, right? Maybe. Because she she does terrible things, even though it's for her kids. But she does some terrible things. Russ, are you back? Did you you had to walk away for a second? Russ, are you there? All right. You're the freshest one off of this rewatch. Because I haven't really watched season three or two or even one in a long time. Do, are you, do you have a little Madison fatigue? Like, do you think they did the right thing here? Like, do you no, think, no, no. I, I really, I like Kim Dickens. I like her character. I, and you know, it's, it's interesting. So I haven't finished season three. And so maybe that's, you know, I still haven't gone back and finished that. So maybe okay. that's why I'm not feeling the same way you guys are. But there was a lot of stuff I really liked in her this season. That whole bit, like, and a lot of it was real subtle. So there was that episode a couple back where 
um, I forget what, what's his name. Uh, Mel. Mel was out there and, and um, talking to her, and he goes, mm-hmm. he, what did he say? He goes, weenie? And she's like, yeah. nope. I'm good. It just, the, just the, yeah. the, she's chill. Yeah, she chilled out yeah, a little just bit. These right. subtleties yeah. with her. Um, I, I, I think maybe in the beginning a little bit she kind of, I don't know. There's been periods of times where I, where she kind of annoys me a little bit, but well, in the beginning, I, her and 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 Travis had terrible chemistry on screen. Yeah, yeah, it could have been better. You're right. But yeah. no, I'm 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 legitimately sad that she's off the show. Like I okay, all right. I, I think I think she. I'm trying to. I'm I'm. She kind of serve. I mean, I guess she kind of serves the Rick purpose for this show. You know, obviously. Um, but it's a little bit different because it's it's there's blood ties there, which yeah, you know, well, to more def- people. She definitely had that kind of Rick confidence in this season. Yeah, uh, more than she had in seasons before. Like right. Rick, when Rick is confident and he knows you know, everybody's got his back and everything. Like you know, Rush, you make a great point about the scene scenes with Mel that she has, you know, out there. I mean, she's starving, eating dog food omelets and stuff. But you know, here he is, like cooking weenies in front of her. And she's like, Nah, I'm cool. You know, it's kind of really uh, showing off that kind of resilience that that we see in Rick Grimes and stuff. I it sort of reminded me of anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it totally yeah. did. So you think there was you, a lot you, of Rickisms in this season with her? You think if they would have wrote her like this and more of this, we could have tolerated her a lot longer, right? Is that what we're saying? Like, oh yeah, because again, it's not Kim Dickens. It no, was we never said it was that character. They didn't so, give her much to work with in a lot of ways. I mean, because, they didn't, yeah, because this season, even though it's been sparse in the flashbacks. Every scene with her was pretty damn good. Pretty good, and, and even in subtle ways, it was good. Like like, like Russ was saying, yeah. right? There's some subtleties there that she didn't have that kind of swagger in previous seasons. Right. She came off a little shrill, if you don't mind me well, saying her so. Motivations like, you know, was, were so weird. Like her motivations in, in previous seasons were so were so backwards at times. Like one moment you were like, okay, this is why she's doing this. The next moment, you, you don't get, like, why is she befriending the psycho? Right, why is she bringing Troy? Yeah. To- yeah, why didn't yeah. she kill Troy? It's like, okay, you kill him now? No, kill him now? Okay, yeah, it's like, yeah. That's, that's probably, the family. yeah, that's probably what annoyed me the most about um, Madison, was everything in dealing with Troy and that family. That was weird. I just, yeah, that was it was weird. just extremely strange the way that, I just didn't like it. So, I, I thinking about it now that's probably how far into season three are you russ yeah uh six episodes maybe five right, so you didn't you didn't get off the ranch yet you're still on the you're still on the ranch. right okay yes, yes. yeah yeah there's more so, to come there's more to come yeah you'll see what happens it'll be interesting to see what your opinion is after you finish season three All although right. there was a lot about season three that was better than the first two seasons they did step up in a few places. Towards the end, oh. it got interesting. It did get interesting. Yeah. And they get to the dam and stuff, and we're not spoiling anything there. But I mean, you'll see what happens, yeah. and you know, no. it's right. yeah, it's yeah. well, you'll see, you'll see. Alicia and Al fight in the SWAT van. Uh, Charlie hears John coughing and urges Naomi to and Morgan to hurry. Morgan volunteers to take the medical SWAT medical supplies to the SWAT van, saying, "Hey, look, they're shooting at you. They're not going to shoot me. Let me just take this stuff and go to the van," which actually is a pretty smart plan. Um, a little risky, Why but... was he so confident that they wouldn't shoot him? Though, I mean, Alicia is crazed out of her mind right now. I don't, I don't understand. He, he has how no connection. He thinks... 
Right. But yeah, but yeah. He didn't do anything to to her family. He's so not connected like, to the vultures. He's not right, connected right. to what happened. No, I know, but I'm just saying he's with Al and Naomi and At all that right now. Right. Yeah. Which she is trying to go after. Why? Why does? I mean, he hasn't known them that long. He how did save he Charlie. Been, he just saved the little girl himself. Yeah. So, so I mean, yeah. how he's determining that they wouldn't shoot him makes no sense to me, other than the fact that Morgan believes he can't die. He uh, still I don't believes die. that, I think. I don't die. I think he still believes that, I think. <laughs> and if he does die, I don't think he feels like it's a big deal. No. Yeah. If he dies, he has what is what does he have? He, he becomes one with, dead, with the cheesemaker force. Yeah, he he, he go yeah, back well, to that. So in he, one of his speeches dies. to Rick, didn't he say something about, you know, days are numbered and we're on borrowed time or something like that? Yeah. He, he had a lot of totally, weird sayings. His, he had a lot of. That's his thought process. I, th- I yeah, that is totally what's his thought process. Is that we collectively have done so much dirt in this world that mm-hmm. we've got to be on borrowed. Th- like <laughs> bad people get killed in this world, right? We've done some really bad things, right? <laughs> they just got finished killing. They just got finished killing these dudes that surrendered to them. Right. That was pretty bad. Right. That was that was pretty rough. Twice. That was pretty rough. Yeah. So rough. I, I see what he's saying. He's like, I've done so much dirt. He's not the guy in the movie where it's like, I'm just going to retire, sit back and relax, and and live my life. No, he's like, I've done so much dirt. Karma has to get me eventually, and he's not. Yeah. And, and, and if it does, he's accepted it. He's already accepted that death. Hmm. So he decides to go and he says he'll he'll take the supplies. Naomi can relay instructions over the walkie-talkie. Sounds like an interesting plan. But before he can make it out, Al and Alicia continue to fight. Alicia knocks into a cabinet, causing a supply of ramen to spill out. And then Alicia says, where did you get this? So she sees it right away. And immediately she recognizes that brand or that, that cup of noodles, whatever it is. And Al explains that she traded that ramen for an interview. And Alicia then pieces it together. She runs over to Al's tapes and finds the one labeled Amina. Now, at first, we're like, what's Amina? Is that a code word? Has nothing to do with Madison. We really don't really know what that even means yet. In the flashback, Madison tells Al that when her children were young, they nursed a sick bird back to health and named it Amina or Helamina or whatever it was. She says that her children's determination to save the bird was a trait that they still possessed. Um, in the present, Alicia watches Madison's interview and becomes emotional. So again, she's watching her mother from over a year ago on this on this interview. It's really cool. In the video, Madison tells Al that she will do whatever it takes to preserve her children's humanity. Wow. Yeah. Morgan digs his way out of the tunnel and comes face to face with Alicia. So Alicia's done watching the tape. Now she's going in to get her revenge. Alicia aims her gun at Naomi and accuses her of contributing to Madison's death, which, again, I think is a little bit of an overreaction, but whatever. It's it's done. We've already discussed that. Morgan convinces Alicia to relinquish the weapon. And, again, he says that he does that in actually quite a nice speech. I mean, he walks up to her. He puts the gun right to his chest. You don't want to do this. You don't want to do this. I've been there. You know, the revenge is not a path you want to take. He really tries to talk her down. And in reality, he does. In a very 
you know, very cool way. Like you said, she acts it in her face. So she doesn't have any lines, but you can see she kind of breaks down at that point. He breaks her down. A oh, bit. she totally. He, to- he totally breaks her down when he walks in front of that gun, like that, yeah. that defiance that he has of, like, pull the trigger. Like, do it. Like, and you didn't pull it. So I know you don't really want to be this this killer. You really don't want to exactly. go down that road. Hey, yeah. Right. And, she, and she even says, you'll, you'll die for her. You'll die for her. And he's like, listen, if that's what it takes, but you're not going to want to do that. I mean, that's, you know. Because yeah. he basically worded it like, I'd die for any one of y'all. Like, it doesn't matter. I just met that person, and I would die for that person. Because you can be that way. This, you, you can choose to be better. And then she than, says, than, than he even admits are. he failed Nick, right? He walked away from Nick. He yeah. Said, he says, I'm not walking away from away. you. Because he did. Yeah. He, he let Nick play out his demons, right? He let He didn't try yeah. to convince him. Life is precious. Don't do this. Don't kill Ennis. He walked away and then saw oh, the could have kicked Nick's. He could have kicked Nick's ass and dragged him out of there. Right, really but he didn't. To, yeah. He didn't. But and he now Nick's dead. And, and remember, he saw those blue flowers, and that kind of made him turn around mm-hmm. and go back. To, and then found Nick already at that point, pretty much yeah, gone. Too late. It's too late. He goes, "I'm not going to walk away from you." And that really that pushes her over the edge when he says that, or something to that effect. I didn't write down the exact line, but I mean, it was something just like that. In a flashback, Al writes down Amina on Madison's tape and gives Madison some packages of ramen. So we see it all come full circle now. Madison tracks down Alicia, Nick, Strand, and Luciana at a motel. The next day, we see her driving, and Strand sees the ramen in her truck. Madison brings Alicia, Nick, Strand, and Luciana to the stadium. She vows to build a new community and bring in survivors. So it really is, it shows how... We see in this one episode how the stadium fell, but also how it was created. It's very, very right. interesting storytelling. I mean, the way mm-hmm. I'm still amazed how they did this. Like, okay, we're doing this before and after thing for eight episodes, but on the last one, we're gonna go full circle. We're gonna go way before and then go way oh, after. Like, yeah. it's it's pretty yeah. cool how they did that. And well, here's the me. thing: is it worked very well for this first half of the season, and I just hope that because it did so well, that they don't beat it to death interesting so leave it you alone know? let it let it let it have its moment no yeah. more of this now right let's go back to normal well, storytelling for a little well, while. well may, maybe a little bit in the second half of this season you know as far as al the bog thing and all that stuff right right maybe Abraham. maybe do it yeah. with that but then once this season is over don't repeat doing that again at least for a while because that's what it's kind of like with The Walking Dead, you know, they, they kind of just started getting into the cyclical nature of how they were telling the stories, and it's worn us down. Mm. So, don't, don't, you guys don't did beat a it really, dead. really yeah. good job this with this. Yeah. Don't beat don't, it to death. Don't overuse it. Well, what jacked them up, though, is that they tried to, 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 to like, flip. They tried to be fancy and, and be... Almost like they were trying to be smarter than the audience or something. Like they didn't have to fancy. They they <laughs> lost. They forgot how to tell good stories. Sometimes right. I think try like, to outsmart you, us. You, you try to be so smart and so you know cute with the way that you you do it that if still if you're not telling a good story, like they can do this again next season. I wouldn't mind as long as. They tell the story as well as they did this season. Right. If right. they continue to remember that we, as the audience, we just want to we want to be a part. We want to listen and hear it and understand where it's coming from. We don't want to be confused. We would like to be, you know, we would like to know what's going on in the, in the story and kind of be uh, 
part of the, you know, the audience. We are the audience, right? So if you're taking us with, you're taking us on a journey with you, we want to feel like we're on that journey as opposed to, it's almost like I'm going to sneak and do things to you. And and sometimes it's like, I want to piss you off. Like, it, like walking down, like sometimes they feel like they want to, he either wants to piss you off or fool you <laughs> or make you feel an emotion that you don't feel right. right, right. <laughs> Instead of I'm going to tell this, I'm going to try to tell this story as best I can. And hopefully you feel the things that we are trying to get you to feel. And you, you know, you, you think about these characters in a whole new way. Cause that's what they did. They've changed the way we looked at these characters that we've watched for what, for three other seasons, right? Exactly. Previously, yeah, yeah. So in the present, Al drives a SWAT van with Alicia's group on board. Al asks what happened to Madison, and Alicia tells her to pull over. So Naomi tells John, "Oh, at this point, that her real name is June." And then what does John say? "Oh, June's my favorite month, or something like that, right?" Or is it? You know, I mean, <laughs> how, can we believe her at this point? And June is my favorite month too, because that's my birthday month. Happy birthday. Alicia Strand, Luciana, Al, June, John, and Charlie sit around a campfire. Al begins filming and asks what happened at the stadium. This is this is it. She really wants to know the, what happened. In a flashback, infected, surrounded Nick, Alicia, and Mel in the Land Rover. Madison Strand and Luciana kill infected to clear a path between the vehicle. And the way they shot this was really cool. Like She's telling this in a retelling, right? And you see it like in slow motion. You do like you get these little glimpses, like you know, Strand will say something, and you see him killing a walker, and then you know, you'll see Alicia say something, and they did it like these little slow motion action shots, which I think is, was pretty well done, very artistic. Um, but then, as Strand tells the story, the stadium residents flee, like they get scared. The walls would have held, but they didn't believe it. So, because there was some chaos or whatever, once they decide to flee. That's it. That that broke. Yeah. That broke the, uh, the the you know whatever upper hand they may have had is pretty much done at that point. But, but apparently Strand said they paid for it. Like everyone that fled got destroyed. That the, the walkers took them out or somebody took them out. They 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 didn't make it. In the present, Alicia tells Al that Mel took their Land Rover. Charlie explains that Mel only took the Land Rover to get her to safety. So that explains. All right, how that truck and how Mel and Charlie got away, that they they scurried away during this this melee. In the flashback, infected overcome the stadium residents as they try to escape, like I just said. In the present, June tells Al that the residents fled while she was gathering supplies in the infirmary. So she stands up for herself now. She's trying to explain her position to Alicia a little bit now that she's listening, or she seems to be. She insists that the only reason she joined the Vultures was she thought that everyone at the stadium was dead. And I guess Well, and they found her kind of injured, didn't she say, or something? They yeah, they she helped was, her. She, right. yeah. she woke up on the side of the road and Yeah. They found her. They found so her. I mean I kinda get her position there, you know. So Madison then lights a flare, and this is where they kind of do the storytelling visual again where, you know, you they're telling the story, there's the voiceover, and you kind of see Madison's actions happening in a little bit of slow motion but she lights a flare and leads hundreds of infected inside the stadium unable to escape through the tunnels she locks the gate and lights the oil soaked soaked herd on fire with the flare 
Nick and Alicia sob as they drive away from the Inferno with Luciana and Strand. So they can see the place burning. And, and Madison's the one that locked them inside. So they know that she's, she's perished. And she says, it doesn't even say here what, what her final words were. Do you guys, anyone wrote, write down what, what she said? She said that, what it, was it like when you when it's time to go or something? I, I she said the title of the episode. You're not gone. What is it? Yeah. You're not yeah. gone to you're gone or something like that. Right, then, right. Yeah. So in the present, Alicia's group tells Al that Madison killed herself to save them. She says, I'm sorry, yeah. I got it right here. Good. I was afraid to lose this place because I thought you needed to stay who you are right now, but you know mm-hmm. it, no one's gone until they're gone. Right. Yeah. And that was it. That was that stab. Like, that was the thing of when she finally got it, right? That was the, the point where she was like, I've been trying to protect you from this world, and I can't. Like, I, re- I, don't, she, I don't think she ever truly realized it even though she said it before but she didn't mean it strand has told her that others other people have told her that she never really got it but i think in that decision that she made to do what she did she finally got it like she could go she could die and be okay with it because she thinks her kids will be all right so this launched i mean our group if we just go back now, full circle to episode one of the mm-hmm. season, into their fury, their yeah, their re- seeking revenge against these vultures. I mean, because really, right. Mad- Mad- in Madison's name, they wanted to get revenge, which is probably not yep. what she would have wanted. But no, in, in reality, they all. just they killed mommy. I mean, that's it. They're gonna yeah. they want to go after him. And uh... so anyway, Al lowers her camera and writes down then Madison on this particular tape. So even though. It wasn't really Madison she was filming. It was Madison's story, or the end of Madison, anyway. Uh, and then we see the group eating the ramen noodles around the campfire. And everyone eating, including Charlie, including June, slash Naomi, slash Laura. So I guess our group, this is the new group. This is who we are now. And uh, we got to survive together. They're going to try anyway. That's it. Yeah. Put down the old He's- old hate. Did you see the 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 little trailer for what's coming when they come back? It looks pretty good. Like, yeah, like it a did. tornado it, or something like that. Like, like a cr- haunted house. Like, yeah. Scenario. Like it looks great. It's like like X Files, man. I'm like, this is pretty cool. I'm, I'm liking this. Again, yeah. Like, yeah. Again, I'm looking forward to it. Like, I know. Yeah, I'm, I'm just as excited to see even more so because this this is such a successful season so far. I'm really looking forward to see what what they have to face next. I think we have a really good uh, sponsorship thing here going on with the the ramen noodles too. I mean, yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> ramen noodles bringing people together. Together, you know? kimchi, kimchi. Yeah. <laughs> so before we get to our final Toby ratings for this half season of Fear the Walking Dead, a quick word from our sponsor. Okay. Whoever wants to do that. <laughs> yummy, <laughs> yummy, dude. No, I got it. DCB's. What's the name of our sponsor again? Oh wait, no, I'm sorry. That's a really, really bad subcode uh, imitation. Uh, DCBService.com, a discount comic book service. DCBService.com is our sponsor. Friends, family, lovers, haters, everybody out there, Roman countrymen, lend me your ears. If you are looking to buy geeky stuff, and when I say geeky stuff, I mean graphic novels, comic books, T-shirts, clothing, collectibles, statues, action figures. Uh, uh, gaming supplies, even then, where you, where do you need to go? DCB service. Why? 
because they have the best prices. Uh, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60% off uh, of your graphic novels and your geeky uh, supplies and stuff uh, right there at DCB Service. Uh, friendly people, better prices and better service than you're ever going to get at one of the big box online retailers like Amazon or whatever. A wide, wide selection of stuff. Everything in the giant previews catalog every month is there for you um, at, at great uh, prices. Uh, right now, they're, one of their specials, the Dark Knight 3, the Master Race trade paperback. Uh, you may have heard of The Dark Knight. It's a very popular comic book and, and movie. Uh, this is the latest installment in that dystopian story, and it's 50% off, only 12 bucks off of $25. The Fantastic Four are coming back to comics, and you can get their debut for only $2.99 as opposed to $5. Uh, if you're into the horror stuff, House of Secrets, The Bronze Age Omnibus, chock full of the best uh, you know, scary stories from, D from DC Comics in the 60s and 70s. Normally $125, but no. DCB service has it for sixty-two fifty. That is half off, my wow. friends. If you're a friend of the Rick and if you're, if you're a fan of the Rick and Morty, like I know Mr. Chub Toad is, Rick and Rick and, of a dub -dub! Rick and Rick and Morty versus Dungeons and Dragons is one of their featured uh, comics this week. Also fifty percent off for a dollar ninety-nine. Uh, I'm looking at a really cool uh, Jack Skellington. Uh, Grand Jester Jack, a vinyl statue, which is 20% off. Uh, there's a little movie called Black Panther that came out too, not too long ago. And they have it. A, yeah, it's very popular with the young people I hear. Gotcha. Have, gotcha. I'm looking at a really sweet statue of T'Challa himself. If you guys checked out the Cloak and Dagger TV series the other day on Freeform, really good series, really strong start to that. Uh, there's a really cool Cloak and Dagger statue set here, 25% off. Uh, again, clothing, collectibles, it's all available at DCB Service, all at a great price. People you can count on to get it right. I know Russ and all of us have ordered it from there before, and uh, some of us are very st you know sticklers on getting our stuff in really good shape when we get it shipped to us. Um, you know, in, in pristine condition, and they do that. They take the extra mile to make sure everything is packed neatly, that your uh, order is uh, taken properly and served correctly, and that you get what you want at a great price. And they have an incredible selection. Uh, this Neil, Neil deGrasse Tyson uh, t-shirt looks cool with him. <laughs> him, He's kind of in a wizard pose with all the planets. That's because Neil deGrasse Tyson is cool personified. <laughs> I know there's been a lot of hype about video games this week for E3. I'm looking at this really sweet um, Bioshock Big Daddy Beanie that I might need to get for myself. Normally $20, now $15 on a DCB service. You could spend all day going through their site, looking at all the stuff marked down, all the different prices, uh, all the different discounts that you can get there. Uh, they have, again, the best prices, the best selection, the best service. Why would you shop anywhere else for your geeky supplies? And again, not just comics. If you want to get uh, caught up on the Walking Dead comics before the new season starts, make some good you know, summer reading at the beach, then you can get there with comics, graphic novels, uh, trade paperbacks. You can get there with the, the compendiums, the hardcovers, the Omnibuy, all different, all different selections and ways of uh, getting your Walking Dead comics and all at great, great prices. DC but Service and their brother, uh, their brother website, InStockTrades.com. That's where you want to go. I'm loving this. Yeah, thank you, Jim, for doing that. Uh, Chubb, what did you have to say? Uh, I was just going to say, but please don't take actual comic books to the beach. The salt air is not good for the pages. Oh, please. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm looking at this. Uh, they have these Eagle Moss 
Enterprise figures now. Uh, oh, NX, yeah. $17.21 for an NX01 Enterprise. That's going to fit. I don't think I have to put, push the button on that one. That belongs on my desk. I like that. Damn, There's actually right 12 new ones. They have a Bird of Prey. They've got the uh, what, what, NCC 1701D, Defiant, uh, Voyager. All these. Uh, are 17 go bucks. down that rabbit hole. 17 bucks. Again, you know, this Give is the kind. Go, go to DC <laughs> Service right and. Hi, before you go to their website, hide your wallet. I'm telling you right I'm now. I'm, I'm getting the NX01. I'm, at least I'm doing that one. I, I like the old NX01. Because you will see so many good deals. There are always so many good deals there and so many things that you're going to want that you I mean, it's going to really hurt your wallet. I'm going on tonight. I'm going up there tonight. I'm buying one. I'm telling you, man. They got the Enterprise B. They got, let's see here. Every time I click on their every time I click on their website in my favorites, my wallet threatens suicide. I said I was going to stay out of it. I already got a re, uh, rely. I got the uh, the Reliant. Oh, they got the Reliant. Uh, oh, they have from some a discovery listener. stuff. We too. got a we got a gift from a listener for go check yourself. We got the Reliant. Really? And I fought Jake. I fought JK for it, and I got it. You, you won. <laughs> we fought, and I got it. It's mine. Did Everybody that music home. play in the background when you fought? You know, oh, like, we may or. Did we you fight with giant things with, like, Q-tips at one end and blade at the oh, other? Whatever we had the the Envoon! Whatever yeah. we had at the table, we fought. We fought until we until one of us brought it home. The air is the air. What can be done? Exactly. <laughs> oh, DCVS. Oh. <laughs> Father, Father's Day is coming up, and there's a lot of cool stuff on there for your, if you have a geeky dad, too. I'm just thinking, you know, I'm looking at this uh, Chewbacca, Chewbacca cookie jar. It might look good on my shelf. So oh, big, oh, there we go! Big, I'm right. a big fan of the, I'm a big fan of the big hairy wookie, so that that would be cool. <laughs> I don't know how much DCBS is charging for it, but I'm looking through the new previews, and uh, there is an awesome John Wick statue. Oh yeah, it's here too. It's here on the right here on the website. There, that is uh, uh, 25% off. Nice. Yeah, it is a very nice looking statue. Yeah, it looks good. All right, guys. So thank you, Jim, for. Uh mentioning our sponsor and as you can see we really we <laughs> have some great deals we got to check them out if you haven't done so already all right our final toby ratings for this uh this half of the season richard we'll start with you buddy um i, I could really find no flaws with this episode this it was very good every single thread of every single question that we had through the seven prior episodes was tied up nicely. Um, if I had one complaint, it's so minor, it's not even nothing. But that is when Madison is the Pied Piper for the zombies to the stadium, they overuse some slow motion there a little bit, I think. It, it just felt a little drug mm. out. But it's so minor that I'm still giving this five out of five Tobies. I mean, this Excellent. hands down was so great. This, these eight episodes, but especially this mid season finale make up for all of the first three seasons. If they can continue this type of quality writing, directing and acting, this show could go for many seasons and I'd be happy. Here, here Russ. Uh, I'll give it a 4.5. I, I really, I, again, to kind of echo what you guys are saying, it's a nice capper to the end of this half season. Uh, the the issues I had specifically with this one, the storytelling as aspect of it didn't really matter in the end. Like, I thought it was odd that 
you know, the people escaping wouldn't be able to just like haul ass and mow down a line of, of zombies in heavy vehicles, especially in a convoy. Right, right, right. But it was it wasn't important. Like they could have easily told that differently to where it made more sense. Like I, I the the mechanism wasn't that important. It was it was it was where they were going with it. Um, the only thing that really bugged me this half season, and it wasn't enough. It it was kind of something that picked away at me a little bit each episode and not anything that just uh like derailed it is the whole Charlie thing. Like I I still don't think they paid off her shooting Nick. Yeah. I, I I just I just don't I don't think that was a, the, the payoff was there. I I think it's put them in an odd space for the next half season with how they're going to view yeah. her character and and how they do yeah. with that. I think they could have gotten rid of Nick another way that didn't do what they did to her character, especially since they went so hard on him trying to be nice to her and trying to treat her like a kid's sister. It it just did it just didn't pay off for me. But um, but again, minor quibbles uh, to a solid start. I mean, it leaves a lot of. Um... You can do so much with that character now. This, this... I, I think they're going to get a big. I think we're going to get a really serious emotional arc with her next like, season. What if just out of nowhere, you know, like Luciana or Alicia, do something to destroy that kid, to kill that kid, or whatever? I mean, we've never seen it on TV. You had look at the flowers and all that, but I mean, just murdering mm-hmm. a child. I, I don't know. I think they, they they could do it. They could push us that way, and uh, who knows? It leaves a lot of good story storytelling to be had, but. Uh... She could Darryl. be the new. She could be the new Carl. Yeah, I guess I'm so. Pretty but sure yeah. she's, I'm yeah. pretty sure she's gonna run away and get bit. You think so? They might. They might even do it off screen during the break. No, they clearly. No, no they, they already showed. Yeah, they clearly showed her. Part of yeah. The, oh, that's right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I think they kind of know going in. They don't have to have a kid in this season. I think they they have plans for her to to have her on. Well, on and I show. think. And I think after the negative backlash against them getting rid of Carl, they may be yeah. in, a, in a difficult <laughs> spot. As far I was going to say, I won't, I won't be mad unless she gets bit and then writes letters to everybody <laughs> yeah. uh, before she gets bit. Yeah. And then, and then uh, joins a band, and we have to hear that song playing all the episode. Right. I'd be mad. To... Daryl, how about you? Um... <laughs> I won! I won! He just sliced his shirt open. Go ahead. I did. Um, this is a, I, I thought it was... I, I loved it. Like, I did I did think about what Russ was saying about the why, why the caravan stop. But then I wondered, like... But I, I could see them, like, panicking. Because they already panicked and left when she was trying to tell them not to. I could see them doing something dumb, like stopping the car. Because once you stop, that's it. You're, you're like the momentum is gone. It's like being stuck in the mud. Yeah, Get stuck in the keep, mud. You just so gotta if keep they going. Do something stupid like stopping. I could see them uh, pretty much uh, signing their death warrant if that's what they did. Um, but other than that, like it just, I, I was just amazed at how they were able to tell this story the way that they did with the, uh, you know, with the style and the tools that they used, and it worked. You know, the way that they were able to do that. Um, and when you got to the end and, and the payoff with with learning what happened to Madison, I don't think I wasn't disappointed at all. Like I really, I have to give this 
a five out of five. I was, I was, I have no complaints really about this episode. Like it really worked. This was a solid, like a solid, solid finale. Like I, I it, it really makes me go walking dead, uh, dude, <laughs> see what they did. <laughs> Jim, how about so. you, buddy? I'll give it a four. It was solid, solid cap to this half a season. I've been real happy with what they've been doing this half season. Um, I think it's a good direction for the show, and I hope they keep it up. Okay. So, all right, great. I- I'll give it a four point seven five. It was almost perfect, almost. But I wanted to see Madison really die, like, or at least pr- proof that she was dead. And that could happen one of two ways: either we've seen her blow her brains out, we see her get eaten, or we see a zombified version of her. Like any one of those would have satisfied me. Now I get. What you were saying, Daryl, earlier, and I think a few others were saying, artistically, it worked for you. It, it, it plucked the right emotional cord with you guys, being the way it was filmed the way it was. But I feel like we're in a haunted house here. Um, <laughs> I feel like someone just opened the door. I, I turned around looking. Is somebody walking They're in my coming. face here? They're <laughs> like, who is that? Shh, shh, shh. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> Oh, the new Halloween trailer was awesome. But anyway, um, oh, it is. Yeah. I am excited for that. But if they just, I just wanted to see some finality with, with with her. She deserved at least that much. But I get it. She's gone. We know she's gone. She's dead. I just want to know how. It's a. I like a little bit of a gratuitous gore. I'm sorry. I, I, I a little. The show. I've come to expect it. You know, and I just kind of a little disappointed when it wasn't there. But four point seven five overall is very satisfied with. Um, with this episode, but who cares what we have to say? We have an amazing Facebook group uh, of listeners. They they listen to our show. They give their very own Toby ratings for Fear the Walking Dead and Buster ratings for The Walking Dead. You get to have them read by the very one and only Mr. Jim Dietz. Awesome privilege. And we <laughs> listen. This is a, this is the last one for a few months. So, Jim, yeah. take it away, buddy. I'll be tanned, rested, and ready in the fall. <laughs> uh, as you said, the Walking Dead TV podcast is the name of the Facebook group. Over 800 members strong. We're all, we're all happy to have you. If you uh, want to join, please do. And we start off this week with Kevin Barry. Uh, five, they are not dead until you see the body out of five. You see? You see? Uh, some, somebody in your camp there, Craig. I really enjoyed this episode and the story arc. I'm excited to see how the storytelling goes without the usage of the two timelines. Is the Madison Daniel spinoff next? Uh, I'm writing this before Talking Dead. If Madison is really dead, then my prediction is wrong. Enjoy the next two months without walkers. <laughs> uh, DeRay Irvin comes in. Five St. Madison's out of five. This episode was beautiful. Morgan is just always a total badass. John and June forever. Hearts. Uh, for me, these first eight episodes have been better than all of The Walking Dead proper season eight. I'm actually invested in these characters. Aside from Madison, RIP, goodbye. Please do not show up again. Looking forward to August. <laughs> uh, I miss having the podcast to listen to. Great work, guys. Well, we well, have a little something special we'll, we'll share in just a couple of minutes. So, DeRay, thanks, you're not, you, not going to miss us. You will, but you won't. But hang thanks, in there. Thanks, DeRay. Thank you, DeRay. Um, we do? Yes, we no. do. Well, we do. You don't, but we do. The, 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 <laughs> d- does it rhyme with rabble on knives? <laughs> no, it doesn't, actually. It doesn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, Brent Jones, five fingers crossed it's real out of five. If Madison somehow lives, I'll riot. Just a one-man riot running around. <laughs> She's alive! <laughs> She's alive. What, the hell, what the hell are you talking about, dude? <laughs> Put the torch down. Uh, this show could She's be amazing alive. now. I've enjoyed this season immensely more than Walking Dead proper. 
I would really love to see Morgan tell him about where he came from and lead this crew toward Alexandria. I don't want them to get there soon, but that's a story I'd be into for a season or two. Uh, Tammy Heisley, I'm probably loaded in this, but I will miss Madison. I do like the cast we still have, though, so I'm looking forward to Fear's return in August. Five Tobies. Woohoo! A lot of fives this week. Uh, Michael Santana, three. Not sure how I feel about this out of five. I saw Solo this weekend, and this episode gave me more of a meh feeling than that movie did. Wow. I really liked it. I like Solo. Uh, I did, too. It was just happy they didn't kill off J.D. Uh, wait patiently to see what the feeling was among the podcast crew. Hey, that's us. Yeah, well, uh, actually, we, we didn't address that. He is going to live, right? So it's pretty pretty apparent, and I'm glad oh, he's going to live. Right. Did you see the, the bonus sneak peek from Talking Dead? I didn't see the bonus. I saw the regular sneak yeah, peek. I didn't see the bonus he, one. He, he, he looks like he's fine. Okay, good. Then I'm very much happy then. Thank you. You're right. That would have been a problem uh, if he would, they would have killed him off this early. I would not be happy. Uh, Johnny Storer wrote, uh, uh, brings in with five out of punching coochies out of five. Uh, <laughs> that, that's a reference to the Talking Dead. Uh, no, that was John's show. Yeah, it was in the oh, show. Was, yeah, it was. Oh, the... <laughs> where was that the show? Because she, Kim Dickinson, said it on the Talking Dead. Said that. No, Al. Al told Alicia. She said, right. "Yeah, I would, I would punch you in the." Or she, oh, she that's said right. If I could distract you that's long right. enough, I would really punch you in the cooch. Because <laughs> yeah. Kim, Kim Dickens said when losing her character, whatever it was, she said it was like a punch in the cooch. That was a callback so. to the line of the show, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. I forgot that was in the show. So. Guys, I rewound that five times to see the closed caption and make sure it was right. <laughs> um, Johnny's our fact checker. Thank you, Johnny. Yep. Uh, da- <laughs> damn, called all your Madison dead. Damn, reboot the whole show. Excited to see where it goes in this timeline. Speaking of timelines... Where did Alan, uh, Madison find Allie after the dam? I'm confused on that part. I bet the original cast doesn't make it through the next eight as a game. <laughs> I see this as a full reset, and damn, it's going to be great. P.S. Soon as I saw it in Madison's face in the very beginning, I knew she was dead, yep. and this was her episode to explain it. Yep. Um, side note, Madison was fired. Unlike Nick, who went off the show, Kim Dickens didn't want to be killed off the show and says the producers wanted to get rid of her character. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Gimple. Again... <laughs> Why does AMC seem to hate the Walking uh, Fear the Walking Dead, dead guys? Uh, you see, uh, I, I don't know. I don't on that one. I don't know if it was Gimple. I think it was more Chambliss and Gimple probably okayed it, but it was a new showrunner saying, you know, we probably looked at the character and we just need to end. Well, end it now here. I I, will I could say, be wrong. I could be wrong. I I read an article last night and it's on one of those just very obscure websites so i right. don't can't put a read. Of, Come on, I don't put a lot of <laughs> stock into it, but he it saw was the pictures. Said, it was said that one of the two new showrunners and Gimple okay. were who approached her about the whole thing. Right. So, right. 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 So again, I not exactly a reliable source, but it's possible that Gimple did have a hand in that. Or at the very least, he supported it. Right. That's true. Uh, Lisa Kelly fired in with five Al's boxes of MSG out of five. What an incredible episode and mid-season finale. It tied up all the loose ends, didn't leave us with a stupid, frustrating cliffhanger, and we got to see Lenny James' acting brilliance showcase. Oh, yeah. I despised Fear of the Walking Dead when it began, warmed to it in season three, and frankly, season four so far has blown my mind. If the quality of writing, plot, and acting continues at this level it is now, it is going to be the final nail in the coffin of the Walking Dead original, and I'm a hardcore fan of that show. Love the podcast, gentlemen. Can't wait each week for the new installment from Lisa in Queensland, Australia. Wow. 
Well, Thanks, good day, Lisa. Lisa. Yeah. Down on down die. Have some Vegemite for us, love. Chim Chimney Cherry. We can't Wait, No, Vegemite. that's you... not Australian. Oh, my bad. <laughs> so much for the one Australian listener that we had. Yeah, we just I'm lost sorry. her. Yeah, at least like... Good job, Daryl. Guys. Yeah. Uh, well, we bad. did have... Uh, what's his us? name? But he actually <laughs> lives here now. Yeah, Callum, um, Callum Reeve Callum. moved to the, to moved the States. To St. Louis, right? Yeah. Yes. Kevin um, oh. Shorten. I give it 4.5 cups of kimchi noodles out of 5. I've truly enjoyed this eight-episode story arc. I can't wait to see where the story goes in the second half. That being said, does it ever bother you guys how the walkers on both shows are never really a threat at all? They're only dangerous when the writers need them to be, and a simple loud noise can lead them away or into traps. I'd love to hear your take on how non-threatening the walkers are. Love the podcast. You guys are awesome. Well, that's great. Thank you, Kenneth, for saying yeah. that. And I just have one thing to add to that, though. This eight episodes, they have... Seems to me they made the walkers a little bit more threatening than they've been. I agree. <laughs> yeah, I think. So. I agree, especially in fear. I agree, uh, yeah, I yeah. agree with that that assessment as well. Uh, especially on the parent show, that it's just dangerous when it's convenient. Well, I also so, think the that, is, and that's how every zombie yeah. movie is. Yeah. Like, True. Right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I mean, it's it's part of the it's part of the trope. I also think that like the longer they have had to deal with the zombies, the better they are at dealing with them. Mm, yeah. Sure. Yeah, you know I mean, like yeah. the, I mean, the first few seasons is like, oh my god, zombies! Right, they're using a rock like, and a stick, and they, yeah, they were now pretty, it's like, yeah. oh, zombies! Like the way we say, oh, it's raining outside. You know, I mean. But I'm glad this movies. came up because something that I didn't mention from the episode was like when they first enter into the stadium and all those burnt yes. up walkers. That was cool. It, it was cool, but I do think that there would have been more of a benefit to have that be shot at dusk or maybe at night because. So many of them, it was obvious they were just wearing jumpsuits that were covered in charred, you know? <laughs> like, you saw the folds of the jumpsuit as they were moving around. So, I mean, I get it. Budget allows you for so much, and it still looked phenomenal. But, you know, it. I think that they needed to have that shot in a little bit darker to kind of hide that. But, yeah. yeah. I think you're missing the point here. He thinks we're awesome. Thank you, exactly. Kenneth. All, awesome. all in caps. You're we awesome. Well, in, in the words of Han Solo, I know. <laughs> Your humility is always the second to none, my friend. <laughs> second to none, yeah. You're the most humblest. Um, your apple crumble is the most crumblest. Uh, Marianne Corridor, five. What am I going to do without my favorite podcasters until August out of five? <gasps> oh, you'll have to check. You'll have to wait till the end of the episode to find out. Yeah, it's a little something for you. Uh, great episode. I'm glad I hung on with Fear through the first couple seasons to get to this point. Morgan's callback to his conversation with Rick was just a wonderful way to show Alicia that you can come back. I'm looking forward to seeing how this story goes forward in August. And uh, Craig Dimonda yeah. said, yeah. Uh, we've got something really special planned for the summer hiatus. <laughs> Stay tuned. We will still be podcasting together. 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 <laughs> I don't know who that guy is. But like, uh, oh, you know what? We uh, forgot to read Aaron's. Uh, oh. Um, we could, Toby's. Let's, let's finish Toby's. the listeners and then we'll, okay. we'll go okay. right to Aaron. Yeah, we won't forget him. Uh, Robert Nigro, 4.5 cup of noodles out of 5. I, too, was confused about the timing of Madison running into Al, but I looked at to but it looked to be sometime after the dam and before the stadium. I got my befores and now it's confused yet again, but otherwise, great episode. I wonder what Morgan means when he said of the stadium full of walkers, they don't want to kill me. What the <laughs> world could that mean? Could he really mean it? 
<laughs> and Aaron pipes in. Well, he was referring to the sniper that was aiming at Naomi. Right. Or June, I guess, what her name is. Um, Susan Monk. It's not about the podcast. It's about the people. It's about us together. <laughs> uh, 3.5. We finally know what happened to Madison out of five. She's awesome. Thanks. Susan. Um, Richard Chopper Cherry Charrington uh, pipes in with five. You know how much a series has improved when your average score for an episode is four out of five. Wow. Uh, wow, what a great episode to go into the mid-season finale. Those of us who clung on after the first three seasons have well and been truly rewarded. We did it together. <laughs> That's right, Richard. <laughs> uh, Charlie Messing wrote in, well, damn, that was some fine television, five out of five. A year ago, I only watched Fear to enjoy this friggin' podcast. <laughs> now I'd watch Fear even if this friggin' podcast went the way of the original Fear cast. Oh. I don't think that's going to happen, buddy, but thanks, I think. Oh, my. And Robert Clarkey, uh, four sacrificial road flare mamas out of five. It was sure nice to see some things get answered, although we technically didn't see Madison die, but I'll take it. Mm. Overall, a great season. I mean, John Dory, need I say more? Also, <laughs> loving the podcast. Keep up the good work. Thank, Thank you, me. Robert. Appreciate the feedback from everybody. Uh, Everyone's so generous this week, and we really appreciate it. And Aaron wrote in with his his uh, Toby's as well. Yes. Hey, guys. Uh, sorry, Aaron, that we didn't put you with ours. Uh, sorry I wasn't able to phone it in for No One's Gone, but I did have some thoughts to share. Right now, I'm at three and a half Toby's. Perhaps I would go up to four if I had a chance to talk it out with everyone, but the biggest thing is a lack of much surprise, despite best efforts. I feel like we all figured Madison died before this episode, so it was kind of a long, drawn-out way of getting us there. Considering the quick death Travis suffered by comparison, uh, yeah, but he was killed by Avatar, and the medium-suffering Nick had, <laughs> it really feels like the show just never quite settled on how to take care of the original main leads. So now we have a very slow-motion, heavy death for Madison, uh, who I can't say I ever felt that much for. It's well made, I suppose, but that final 10-15 minutes just felt long as opposed to affecting. Uh, the stuff leading all up to all this was solid. I enjoyed seeing our new group taking on our old group in the burned-out stadium. And even though Craig is surely boiling with rage, that uh, Garrett Dillahunt will still be around in the second half of the <laughs> I season. I like him. I love him. It was nice to see all that work out in the long run, following some cool back-and-forth battling. I'm curious where things head in the second half of the season. I'll likely enjoy the lack of baggage now that we're seemingly caught up on everything. The only question now is if Texas will have room for Daniel Salazar to return to take on the Vultures as well. That's a really good point. Where is Daniel? Like, good I question. mean, yeah, that's is he just going to pop up again? I mean, is he just going to he's going to keep popping up every year? I mean, that's what's going to happen, right? I love Ruben Blattis, so uh, hopefully I'm, I'm okay with there. that. Yeah. That's true. Thanks, Aaron, for uh, literally phoning that one in. Appreciate that. We know you're very busy. And uh, we will join you again uh, in the end of August when fear returns. However, the rest of you, since you've been asking about or lamenting about not hearing us, uh, we have decided to do uh, another podcast, not Walking Dead related, but you get to hear all of us. So myself, Richard, Russell, Daryl, Jim, as well as Anton uh, will be joining us as well. Uh, to do a Babylon 5 retrospective. It's called the Grey Council podcast, Babylon 5 Revisited. So check it out. We're going to actually put links to it on the, on the HHW LOD master feed as well as on the Taylor Network of Podcasts master feed as well as on a special channel on the Taylor Network of Podcasts. So we're going to put this out on three locations so everyone can – it's a first time ever, joint venture. We're going to do it all together. And you guys can listen to us throughout the summer. The reason we're doing this is because, first of all, we love Babylon 5. 
Second of all, it's the first time that Babylon 5 ever has been streaming ever for like for it's on Amazon Prime right now. It's never been on Netflix. It's never been on any on Hulu before. Ever. And third of all, I've never seen a single minute of it. Correct. So it's going to be spoiler free. So if you've never watched Babylon 5 like Richard, so Richard's going to be watching it with us for the first time. We will not spoil it for you. And we're going to do two episodes a week starting next Monday. So next Monday is the 18th. We will cover the first two episodes, including a little bit of the pilot um, in that episode. It'll be called, like I said, The Gray Council, Babylon 5 Revisited. So stay tuned on the HHWLOD Master Feed. Stay tuned on the Taylor Network of Podcasts Master Feed, as well as a new channel that Daryl's creating. So you got three places to listen to it. We will also drop a link in here just so you guys can know what we're doing, but we're doing it together. We decided not to take a hiatus this year. We're just going to keep podcasting, even though it's a different show. Um, and I think you guys are really going to enjoy it, because we, we did our first episode last night, just kind of an introduction, and it went really well, um, I think. So it's going to be a really, really fun time, and I look forward to that. And just just to mention, if, if, if you guys post up on the Facebook group, if there's like an overwhelming response of people that want this show on the walking dead feed i mean i'll be happy to put it on there i don't plan on doing it because it's we i mean we did it for the americans that was kind of a one-off thing it was just a few episodes uh i don't plan on doing it for this but if if you know if for whatever reason you don't want to go to the master feed or the taylor network and you just want to be able to get it where you get this show um just you know put up comments and if i see kind of an you know uh overwhelming response we can we can certainly do that too. it's actually very or, easy to do that yeah if you wanted us yeah. to mm-hmm. and if not i mean we're probably going to put links to it in the facebook group anyway Absolutely. exactly that's what i was saying we'll at least link to it in the group so you know where to find us but you can listen to us all summer long talking about b5 and again if you, if you haven't watched it before that's fine check it out on amazon prime if you don't want to watch it and still listen to us that's fine too we're going to have a great time talking about in my opinion, one of the best science fiction shows ever. And it's uh, over five seasons long, so it's going to be about 75 episodes. That's some bold words right there, sir. Uh, I think when you're done watching it, you're going you're gonna to be able to say, Craig, you were, you were right. It's, uh, it's, right. Pretty, it's pretty pretty up there. I think, Daryl, you'd agree. And like I said, Anton was pretty excited about it. We talked to him last night, and uh, it's going to be a good time. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Daryl, better yes. than Star Trek? Oof. That's what I thought. You're making me choose. Maybe they're all my children. There's a lot of Star Trek <laughs> actors in it. I mean, they come there's visit. a lot of there's they a visit. Lot of similar, yeah. There's a lot of similar beats that are told in both shows and in, in both all around. It's it's great science fiction. Just put it that way. Chuck. Yeah, it's really, really causing problems, Chuck. <laughs> so if you don't want to miss us for the whole summer, you'll be able to listen listen to us in multiple places. We will we'll be there together. We're not stopping. And then what we're going to do is. Once fear resumes, we will obviously pick it right back up. We'll probably move the uh, the Great Council podcast over to Wednesday night recording, and then it'll be up probably later in the week. But we will keep this going right through until fear, and then obviously The Walking Dead begins, and then once December hits, we may shift it back. But either way, we're going to keep going because we know you guys want to hear us. And we, we actually, this is a labor of love because Babylon Five is a show I really wanted to talk about for a long time that's never been streaming. The only way you could watch it was the owning the DVD. So it's I totally recommend it. If you don't have Amazon Prime, check it out. That's also pretty much yeah. worth it in and of itself. Um, getting yeah. Amazon Prime. There's a lot on there. So Yeah, right. I, I hope you follow us. I, I hope you follow us to that to that show. The Great Council. 
Yeah, I look forward to it. Even if you're not, you know, you never watched it before, you're not that enthused about it. If you enjoy us talking about stuff, you, listen, you enjoy talk, hearing us talk about a show you weren't watching before. Exactly, right. Like they said, I wasn't, I wasn't even watching a season two. I was listening yeah. to you guys. I think you'll like our B5 chat. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. It'll, it'll be good. All right, so I'm excited about it. If you can't hear it in my voice, well, it, it's going to be a great time. Hey, guys, listen, we're going to wrap it up. I mean, any final thoughts before we go into where we're going to be for the rest of the summer? Uh, it's a good time, man. I think I think the show is really like the changes made were good changes. I think it's it's gotten me mm-hmm. very excited about this show. And like, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do when it comes back. It's a show that I look forward to watching. I didn't. I didn't think I'd say that again um, after uh, uh, the third season, um, but it is. Yeah. It, it's a. It's such a. It's such a good show. I think now, and and they they really turned it around. And I, it's strange as it is. I just. I hope that they are able to do that with Walking Dead, and make me excited about it. Just as excited about Walking Dead as I am about Fear the Walking Dead. I think they will. I think with now that Gimple's up a little higher and Angela Kang's given the reins. I think they're going to, they're going to see what worked and they're going to, they're going to shuffle some things up in the walking dead. I think I, I'm confident they will. We'll see. We shall see. Yeah. We'll, All right. we'll see together. We will see together. together. So if no other final thoughts, we'll just wrap it up guys. It's been a fun season and we'll see you in, uh, I guess in in the year twenty two fifty eight. But uh, until then, <laughs> if your listeners want to know what else we're talking about, Richard, how about you? Where, where can our listeners find you and hear you and see you and all that kind of stuff? Well, also on HHWLOD, I am on the DC TV podcast with uh, Daryl and Jim and our buddy Jerry, where we talk about the slate of DC shows. Uh, we yes. just wrapped up all of the season finales with the exception of Supergirl, which is tonight, I believe, is the season finale. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So we'll probably be talking about that sometime this week. Um, and then soon during the summer, we kind of bank up some episodes of stuff. But uh, And we got Preacher we'll coming up. Preacher Don't forget about Preacher. And, yeah, yeah Preacher good. and all sure. that. Preacher. So, so got that going on. You can catch me on the socials at chub toad zero one and then i just want to throw one thing out there as a recommendation um this being walking dead podcast i'm assuming most of the listeners are fans of the horror genre um and if you get a chance a movie came out this past weekend called hereditary it is one of the creepiest best (laughs) suspenseful horror films i have seen in a long time a long long time Tony Collette should get an Oscar nomination for her performance. Wow. And this film will most likely be in my top 10 for the year. It is damn good. And you wow. need to see it in a theater with an audience because there is some effed up stuff that happens in this movie. And hearing <laughs> the people in the theater react to it is as entertaining as the movie itself. So, yeah, I recommend it highly. I just want to throw that out there because awesome. I think this oh, audience okay. would enjoy it. Oh, you got me wanting to see it now. I'm going to go yeah. check this out. I don't, I don't even hear don't, this movie. Oh, and don't watch the trailer. It's better to not watch the trailer I because, <laughs> yeah, there's some. I'm just saying, the listener, yeah. if you're going to go look look it up, don't watch the trailer. Go watch the movie. All right. We will see you in uh, the third age of mankind next week, Richard. Thank you. <laughs> Russell, how about you? Uh, just 
Come back to hhwled.com. Uh, for it's all connected. I we are way late, but um, I had an audio issue, so it's I'm having to uh, assemble all, all the stones there. of the in, Infinity Gauntlet Ugh, to um to to finish the editing together uh, of the podcast. But I'm yeah, almost there. done, so it, it'll it'll go up soon. But yeah, we'll get our thoughts on Infinity War, and then hopefully here in the next week or two, we'll do a catch up episode to get caught up on all the stuff that's been going on. So keep an eye out. Excellent. And you will be joining us as well for the Gray Council. You are a member as well of the council. Yeah, so. when I can. I got to, I, It's going to be a weird summer for me. I've got a lot of um, business travel that that's going on. So, uh, Listen, Valen, so Valen assembled the nine. Doesn't mean the nine have to show up every time, okay? But Valen <laughs> right. brought us together. Well, we send so. you off on missions. We got, we got various missions we have to go That's on. Right. That's summer. right. That's right. Delenn was on the where she was, you know, she was away for a while, right? So yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Take care of business. <laughs> <laughs> Daryl, how about you, buddy? Um, uh, You can check me out on uh, on Twitter on The Voice123, and you can check me out on the uh, the Taylor Network of Podcasts. Uh, the Taylor Network feed is on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, Google Play, and all that. And I want to say I really, really appreciate. I've, I, there are quite a few people that have come from this show over to check out some of the shows that are on Taylor Network, and I really appreciate uh, you know the people that are coming over and checking it out. Like it's so. I, I, look, I've always listened to this this network before, you know, way back in the day, and it's so much fun to uh, to do podcasts with the with the guys that I you know come to. To call friends and stuff like you know I got Russ on the show I got Jim on the show I got Chubb on the show with Chubb and now me and Craig we get to do one on the Taylor Network as well and, and share and all that kind of stuff so I think that's a hell of a a good time and so it's it's I'm really 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 happy about uh, you know how much uh, cross pollination we've been doing with the, with the network. Hey now, excellent. Thank you, Daryl. That's awesome. We'll see you in the in the council chamber as well. Jim, as they said, as they said, DCTV podcast. As Daryl said, uh, we do nothing's on every week with uh, Donnie, where we cover all kinds of TV and movie news. Um, we also, um, um, uh, oldmagicgaming.com. You can follow our real play uh, uh, Pathfinder game, uh, role playing game, D and D type situation. And I'm in the middle right now of compiling a giant uh, E3 wrap up blog covering all the video games that were released at E3 this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice. for old for my blog, Old Man Gamer, that's uh, available at oldmagicgaming.com as well. So if you don't have the time to sort through all these different videos and everything going on, just go check out that blog and I will have it all there for you in an easily digestible form. Old Man Gamer, is that the theme song? Is that what it is? <laughs> sure. Okay. I'll sing it for you. And when I'm not talking about zombies and now Babylon 5, I'm also the host of the Auto Chat Show. AutoChatShow.com, Facebook.com slash AutoChatShow. Me and my cohort, Teddy K, review new cars so you don't have to. We'll discuss cars that happen in pop culture and movies and stuff like that. And uh, we have a lot of fun doing so. So we've been on a really strong run with new car reviews lately. It's just been uh, back to back to back to back. Uh, Kia Stinger is next in line to be reviewed. We are recording tomorrow night for sure. So uh, stay tuned for that one. And that's a really, really hot car. It just came out last year. We finally got a chance to, to put it through its paces. And we, we certainly did that and, and, and then some. Uh, so stay tuned for that review. we got several more after that too. So um, again, great council podcast. Check us out. 
we're going to put a link on the Facebook page for The Walking Dead as well as the other various Facebook pages out there to kind of draw some people in. It's going to be a lot of fun. Check us out. Even if you haven't watched Babylon 5 before, now's a good time to start. If not, you can just listen to us talk about it uh, two episodes a week. So uh, stay tuned for The Great Council, and it should be a lot of fun. All right, guys. Who wants to close out this uh, final episode of uh, Fear the Walking Dead uh, for this uh, half season? Until there's no more room in hell and the dead walk the earth, remember, you can either die the hero or live long enough to be the come the vil- to become the villain.